Hello, welcome to Prince Track by Track. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Positivity from Love Sexy, the final track of Love Sexy, um, Prince concluding his uh, spiritual journey uh, at the end of this album. Uh, this track was recorded on the 11th of December 1987 at Paisley Park, along with the first track from the album, um, I Know. Um, interesting that Prince recorded these bookends on the same day, almost as if he had an album in mind that would fit between these two songs. I'm sure he did, because, you know, he's Prince. Uh, released on the 10th of May, 1988. On the track, it's Prince, um, and with backing vocals, it's Sheila E. and Bonnie Boyer. Um, for a lot of the song, though, I think they're kind of like triple-tracked. I wouldn't even really call them backing vocals. Um, they follow the lead quite a lot. Uh, Sheila E. also, of course, providing a little bit of percussion, uh, and then you have Eric Leeds and Atlanta Bliss on saxophone and trumpet. The song is, depending on where you get the track, about 7 minutes 17 or 7 minutes 15. As we know, Love Sexy was originally pressed on CD as just one single track. Um, so essentially, you have to kind of um, make your own track markers as you go along. Joining me today to talk about this is John Park. Hello, John. Hello. Thanks for having me. First of all, before we get into the, the track uh, and finish off Love Sexy... Um, I was just going to ask, um, you know, how, uh, you know, would you say you were aware of Prince when you were, um, you know, younger? Assuming you haven't just heard of Prince this year. <laughs> yeah, I only um, just heard of him before coming on here. Um, <laughs> no, no, I, um, I grew up with the, with the ba- uh, Tim Burton's Batman movie, you know, the 1989 Batman. Um, so that is how I originally knew Prince. I, I thought of him as, oh, he's the Batman guy. And then as I got a bit older, obviously he changed his name to a symbol um but i didn't actually start really listening to him until a bit later till i met my partner about 11 years ago and she really introduced me to both prince and david bowie uh she gave yeah. me the prince is it the the hits and the b-sides cd and i instantly yeah. was like oh now i i like this so i started just going through <laughs> and then getting all the different albums and things i haven't heard every album don't get me wrong but uh there's a, there's a good few there I really like. I've got um I've got Purple Rain on vinyl, for instance. Is that the recent reissue or? It is sadly. It's is not that... an original. Yeah. It is it is the reissue because uh, yeah. Darling Nikki is my favorite track. If I had to pick one, if you're forcing me. Uh yeah, I mean that's probably my favorite track off that album. But uh, as people will be aware from uh, the episodes of Sign of the Times, pretty much every single song on Sign of the Times is my favorite <laughs> Prince song. You know, you say you bought some albums. Like, was that? you know, over the last kind of few years or, you know, like how did that come up? I've kind of been in, in bits and pieces over the last decade, I think, slowly yeah. and slowly. And I've got um, a bunch of good friends who are also huge Prince fans. So they would introduce me to say like the movies and things. We would have a, a movie night with my, my friend and podcast partner, Niall. And he, he introduced me to the movie of Purple Rain. I'd never seen it before. And he, he kind of loves it and hates it at the same time. <laughs> he's one of them. Like, the music being fantastic and then the actual film, he's like, eh, not the best movie. <laughs> but, but it's all a fun package. Um, so, well, let's get into the track then. You know, um, I don't know how much of Love Sexy you're aware of outside of Alphabet Street. Not hugely, hugely aware of it. I'd heard this track before, actually. But yeah. um, I don't know the whole album back to front. And, you know, as discussed on I Know, he had the character of Spooky Electric, which is kind of the, the evil side of Prince who is responsible for the Black Album. Mm. Um, and both I Know and Positivity, uh, those are the two songs that refer to Spooky Electric, um, you know, and kind of make that reference. Um, you know, I mean, Prince talks, you know, he talks about kind of the Spooky Electric sound. 
Um, but uh, I mean, uh, you know, trying to figure out what genre this song is is so kind of confusing because <laughs> uh, I actually on one of the episodes, one of the guests kind of said that this is kind of out of all the Prince's albums, you know, it has this kind of distinct kind of like spirituality to it. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of a kind of like a gospel influence, particularly when you consider like the, you know, Bonnie Boyer and Shirley uh, are kind of acting like a choir when Prince is singing throughout this song. Um, mm. But, it you know, it doesn't feel like kind of like a, you know, preaching or anything like that. So it doesn't really kind of fit with kind of what you would expect for gospel. Um, but, you know, they, they kind of said that basically this is just like the genre for most of the songs on this album is just Prince you know yeah. um and i think i'd agree with this one particularly i feel like there's a little i mean the song feels a little too slow to be like a dance track this is the thing um but he uses like like the kind of the instrumentation on it is very kind of like um uh you know the drums sound very artificial and there's kind of um you know the the there's a sample of i think it's cat saying yes that he keeps like kind of keeps recurring in the background and so it almost feels like kind of very experimental. Um, and, you know, you have the kind of the re repetition of kind of positivity throughout the song. But there doesn't feel like there's really a kind of much of a chorus. So the, yeah. the song doesn't feel like it has a kind of firm structure. Um, it's a very strange song lyrically as well, because, I mean, the lyrics initially when i first listened to it you know when i was younger i was like oh this is nice a song about positivity that'll cheer me up when i've had a rough day but then when you actually listen to the music and start reading some of the lyrics it's not really about that in some ways no um, it's got quite a dark sound and i mean i would assume that the lyrics and the sound being in contrast are perhaps kind of to indicate that say people who are down and out or people who've done bad things yeah it's it's kind of sort of juxtaposing those things isn't it because a lot of the lyrics seem to be about th people who things have gone bad for them in life or they're doing bad and they need to think positive and do positive yeah things. and i mean the, the like the the kind of chorus as it is is positivity and then the the kind of yes sample uh, have you had your plus sign today <laughs> Uh, positivity, do we mark you present or do we mark you late? Now, um, it's worth mentioning that the Prince had a phrase that he, he started putting on his albums, um, you know, after all the, the thanks. Um, he would always have thanks to God and he would always finish with may you live to see the dawn. I think it's it was, um, I think it was some of the times where he started putting that in the kind of the thanks and he kept putting it in for like the next decade until he recorded an album where the song was welcome to the dawn. So, it's like it's almost like he was planning 10 years ahead of like that's the end goal um and this he probably was i, I won't put it past him <laughs> but this kind of feels like a little bit of you know particularly at the end where it has the i mean i don't want to jump too quickly to the end but where it has the hold on to your soul we've got a long way to go and that feels like that is part of the kind of may you live to see the dawn kind of prince which is you know someone who who's waiting for his listeners or his audience to become as enlightened as he is at, the, at this particular time um <laughs> but you know the kind of that do we mark you present or do we mark you late seems to be saying you know are you going to be here for the dawn or are you going to miss it there are little kind of elements of prince's mythology in this song and in i know as well they kind of and the fact that, of course the album opens with the song saying no over and over again and then finishes with a song that says yes over and over again um so, ah, you know, he's not he's not silly. Prince knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's a clever guy. Yeah. And then, like you say, yeah, the verses are kind of if we can call them verses, because there's not really a ch you kind of don't notice it's like a change in the music or anything between the chorus and the verses. There is no. this kind of dirge that just continues underneath, 
constantly um you know the only thing that is different is the kind of the samples of yes don't play underneath the verses um you know when he t he talks about is that a good man walking down the street with the money in his hand um is he a good man is that a good man why do you dog him <laughs> if it was your father <laughs> tell me would you dog him would you dog him like again i love i love sometimes that prince kind of slips into this kind of weird lingo occasionally the fact that he's saying would you dog him is like that's kind of a very princey thing to say he, he does that all the time <laughs> that's, yeah that's one of the reasons i love him as a lyricist he just <laughs> does his own thing he just does prince um and i you know you know the whole kind of the second verse with like is that all your gold where did it come from at this point you've got to remember that prince um you know has paisley park <laughs> he's living in a gigantic <laughs> mansion uh that has like four fully functioning recording studios and pretty much everywhere in the house is wired for sound so he can record anywhere in the building <laughs> so the fact that he's like kind of pointing to someone and being like is that all your gold where did it come from it's like yeah okay guy living in a gigantic mansion <laughs> i don't feel you can point fingers i i quite like that though that was one of my favorite parts because he he then says you know what did you have to do can you sleep nights do you dream straight up or you, in or do you dream in double use yeah. And I thought that was very interesting because it's kind of like, well, he may be saying, well, I earned this the right way. What have you done? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm not saying that Prince, you know, kind of shouldn't <laughs> have had like kind of wealth. But I sometimes find it funny when Prince pokes fun at kind of other people who have money because it's like, Prince, you, have, you <laughs> yeah. haven't been poor for like 10 years. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, I this kind of questioning of, of where people get money. I mean, in the song Pop Life, you know, he talks about, you know, um, uh, you know, people talk, you know, taking drugs and kind of wasting their money and that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, when he does comment about money, which is very rare, actually, you know, it's never Prince kind of talking about money is not really a common theme. Um, as most people know him he, as someone who talks mostly about um, love or sex, you know. Um, so it is kind of pointed that, you know, in this song that you were saying, yeah, it's you know, kind of superficially is about positivity. And yet there is this thing of, you know, do you dog this good man? And, um, you know, these are kind of interesting. Particularly, I do love, I mean, I've I got to say, I do agree. I do love the do you do you dream straight up or do you dream in W's? Um, you know, because I have no idea what he's trying to get at. There. <laughs> the only thing I could think of is maybe, you know, have you got honest dreams? Yeah. Or I do you dream in W's more, double uh, you yeah. as an individual? Like, do you dream only of you? I guess, no, I guess I could, that makes uh, sense, yeah. No, I mean, like, uh, there's a lot of Prince lyrics where I've I've heard the songs a thousand times and I, I still have no idea what on earth he's trying to say. <laughs> um, so, you know, I appreciate people interpreting stuff, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess kind of questioning the honesty. And then, um, you know, we have the kind of um, I would I, don't, I would love to call it a mid late, but it's not really a mid late. It's just this refined refrain that comes in with the na 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 so slow. Uh, you know, which that's my terrible singing. But, um, you know, I can't I can't just say the na 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 na's without kind of at least trying to carry a tune on them. No, you've got to go into that song. Yeah. And it, so that kind of comes back here and there, you know, between between choruses. Um, and then we kind of get what is essentially the final verse, because uh, the song will take a turn towards the end. And um, and we'll kind of. You know, we, there's, a, there's a kind of, um, I mean, the last kind of 40 seconds is just kind of like harp music and various things. Um, but as we reach the halfway point, it kind of changes after this verse where, um, you know, Prince asks, can a boy who drops out of school at 13 years of age answer, <laughs> answer to the life and death when it slaps him in the face? <laughs> um, you know, who's to blame when he's got no place to go and all he's got is the sense to know? 
that a life of crime will help him beat him in the race. And then, of course, he repeats, help him beat you in the race. And then we get the kind of the, the backing vocals kind of saying, help him beat you in the race, kind of. Like, I like that Prince is like, you know, this 13-year-old kid drops out of school and then, like, life keeps slapping him in the face. And I almost want to say, yeah, but Prince, if he just stayed in school for a few more years. Like... <laughs> yeah, I suppose, because he tries to make it sound like, kind of like the kid has ended up in a life of crime and he knows nothing else, yeah. maybe. You know, he's had no positivity. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he could have he could have stayed in school, I guess. I mean, it doesn't say why he dropped out. <laughs> no, and I'm, but I'm, again, this is the kind of thing I like about Prince is how he'll kind of take this firm stand on something. But then when you look at it, you're like, wait a second, Prince, what are you trying to say? <laughs> like, the, 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 why, is, why are all these 13-year-olds who keep dropping out of school being, like, treated so poorly? It's like, well, maybe because they should be in school. That's what, like... Ah, well, maybe he didn't stay in school because he had no positivity at school. You know, no, that's a good point. Yeah. And so, you know, obviously we get the chorus a couple of times. We get the kind of the na 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 so slow again. And then, you know, we get the kind of the part of the Prince mythology, obviously, was the kind of the idea of, of you know, spooky electric. Um, and towards the end of the song, you know, he, he talks here about, you know, wave your hands for positivity, y'all. Uh, which I always my favorite thing is Prince saying the word y'all, um, <laughs> you know, because he kind of he 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 doesn't he doesn't have like a you know the, you kind of hide everything about him that's Minnesota nice, but occasionally it will slip out and and <laughs> and you'll you'll hear it in some of his songs, um you know and he he says all the boys and girls you're the new kings of the world, and then he says shall the courts sing together, um and then we get the story of kind of you know like spooky, um you know and he kind of t- talks about call people magazine Rolling Stone. Get your next of kin because your ass is gone. <laughs> Which, um, he's got a 57 mag with the price tag still on the side. Because when spooky say you dead, you better say you better stay died. Um, that's very hard to say. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't um, sound right you, when you just read it. <laughs> no, I'm try, I was trying to correct it as well then. Uh, or you can fly high by spooky and all that he crawls for. And then kind of Prince goes into this really weird kind of voice when he says spooky and all that he crawls for. Um, and kind of, it's almost like he's licking his lips the way he sings it. It's kind of, uh, kind of a little bit guttural and kind of odd. Um, obviously, kind of, you know, to tell us what spooky is. Although I'm guessing if you're a casual fan who bought Love Sexy, you're probably like, what on earth is he going on about? It was <laughs> spooky and like all that he crawls for and the spooky sound and yeah. you know. I didn't like... get onto that for a very long time. I'll be honest. I was, I didn't sort of yeah. even catch that he was repeating this theme for a while, and I was like, hang on a minute. He's done that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, and then, of course, he says, you know, don't kiss the beast, um, you know. And, and then we have this kind of thing where he says, we need love and honesty and peace and harmony, positivity, love and honesty and peace and harmony. And he says, hold on to your soul. We've got a long way to go. And then he says, show enough. And that actually, at the end of the Love Sexy concept film, that is actually the final thing that Prince says, um, over kind of like the end credits just before it finishes he says hold on to your soul y'all we've got a long way to go and then you know that's kind of when the credits start rolling um and you know he i like his when he says don't kiss the beast be superior at least oh um, great line yeah and you know then we get kind of the fade out uh where he says once more hold on to your soul um and then he says sing and everyone says hold on to your soul we've got a long way to go and then we kind of get the kind of, you know, the, the song kind of finishes, but then for the final 40 seconds, there's kind of a bit of a fade out with some harps. Um, and that kind of, st- when when on the concert film, that, that kind of harp stuff is played as um, the kind of um, 
the intermission music between um, Prince because he finishes the first half um, turning into um, Bob George and being shot um, <laughs> by his guitarists um, <laughs> and then being reborn and singing Anastasia and then it goes to an intermission and then he comes back with some more kind of songs from Love Sexy. Um, though interestingly enough not positivity <laughs> um, you know but I guess because you know it's like a seven minute song I don't think um, you know that that was going to be kind of the, the, the kind of included in the, the stage show at any point anyway I'll tell you what though when I, whenever I play this I don't feel that it's long I think this is a Prince thing yeah his longer tracks they just fly by you just you just dive into them and you become part of the Prince world don't you while you've got them on you don't realise <laughs> that they're going on this long no I was going to say that. I mean uh, you know obviously when we get into some of the stuff from the 90s and 2000s I think maybe he loses his touch a little bit on this and there are some songs that he does that are a lot longer that um, feel that you really feel the length um, but on I would say yeah positivity I mean this is the same with like um, you know um, Adore and It's Gonna Be a Beautiful Night those are both really long songs the mm. same with like Sometimes It Snows in April is like almost seven minutes long and that's the longest song on an album that only comes to 40 minutes in total um, <laughs> you know Temptation and The Ladder are both like seven minutes long each obviously everyone knows Purple Rain is like eight minutes so he has a habit of sticking like the longest song as the final track sometimes Later on in his career, it feels really long, but I would agree here. By the time it gets to the kind of you know um, spooky and all that he calls for, you don't really think to yourself, "Oh, this has been going on for too long." No. The song kind of transforms a little bit for the kind of final couple of minutes, and you know, you kind of get this kind of the fade out of like the last kind of forty seconds, which again kind of changes a bit more. And you know, he's kind of I think particularly this is something that he he'll sometimes do where he has kind of like a streamer's consciousness just delivery for the lyrics and there's not really any point where he stops in this song so it doesn't like there's no point where there's like a you know a middle eight and with a guitar solo or something the song just keeps kind of going and everything just keeps coming along and so obviously you know when you've got the the chorus coming back of positivity yes have you had your plus sign today for like the third or fourth time you, you know you're singing along anyway so you don't really kind of you don't think to yourself oh my god we're five minutes into this thing when is it ever going to finish <laughs> uh, yeah it doesn't feel repetitive in the slightest even though as you say it does that bit quite a few times yeah i think it's because the the lyrics are so different and they change like i particularly like the section where he says in every man's life there will be a hang-up a whirlwind designed to slow you down yeah it cuts like a knife and tries to get in you this spooky electric sound. Yeah. Because I thought, um, well, then it went on, actually. Give up if you want to and all is lost. Spooky electric will be, be your boss. boss. <laughs> so yeah. I, I was trying to figure out, well, what does he mean here? And I, I thought maybe maybe he's trying to tell you, you know, these negative things will happen to you, but don't let them overwhelm you. Or spooky electric, maybe your dark side will, will take over and you yeah. don't want that. For the concert tour for Love Sexy, there was like a, a program that explained the story of why Prince stopped the Black Album from coming out and did Love Sexy. And in it, he talks a lot about Spooky Electric. And then he talks about how, you know, he found his, his kind of spiritual side and decided to release Love Sexy and not the Black Album. And so he kind of explains it there of like what Spooky Electric is. But obviously, if you've never seen the 1988 tour um, <laughs> booklet, you have no idea what he's talking about. But I just think, I mean, you kind of get it that Spooky Electric is a bad thing. Um, you know, I, I don't think it needs him to kind of stop for half a verse and go, oh, by the way, Spooky Electric is the bad side of me. <laughs> like, yeah. you kind of understand, particularly the way that that, like the, that section that you, you know, that you're talking about, it's delivered um, with it kind of triple tracked with 
like you know Prince has double tracking in there, and then you also have Bonnie Boy and Sheila E kind of singing, and it is very kind of like sing songy, and mm. you know it ends up kind of going into Prince's lower register towards the end. So when he's talking about Spooky Electric will be your boss, he's kind of in the lower register almost as if he has turned into Spooky Electric. So I feel like you kind of, you know, even though Prince likes to use these kind of weird little inside things, you kind of get what he's saying. Uh, yeah. You know, which is, you know, don't be consumed by Spooky and all that he crawls for. Um, <laughs> which, I, don't know, I just love that <laughs> phrase. It's just one of my favorite things that Prince sings. Oh, all that he crawls. Like. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like you know, this is this is obviously someone who's bad because they can't stand upright. I mean, I don't know. I mean, is <laughs> is that a bad thing? Uh, but yeah, so you know, and I would have to say, you know, if it comes to uh, giving it a you know a score out of five, um, I would probably have to say four out of five, and only because. I feel like um, there could be more saxophone and trumpet. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there can always be more yeah, saxophone. There can always be more Eric Lees and Atlanta Bliss on stuff, but I feel like Prince isn't really kind of like utilizing them much in this song. And I think for me, if I'd have just had a bit more kind of Eric Leeds, I mean, if you rem- if you imagine the song Temptation, which has Prince kind of like um, fighting against the devil and the devil is represented by a saxophone that's kind of constantly wailing against him. I feel like Spooky Electric could have been, you know, represented by a bit of saxophone wail here and there, but... Um, you know, for me, it's only it's only a four out of five. I, f- I feel like maybe one more pass and, and a, a few little tweaks and it could have been a five out of five. Yeah, no, I agree. Definitely. I'd give it a four out of five. It's not one of my favorites, but it's it's a very interesting one when you dive into it like we have. A few years after this, in 1993, uh, Mavis Staples, um, at the time, you know, a, a quite a close friend of Prince. Um, you know, she had been in Graffiti Bridge. Um, a starring role as a melody call. That song featured on Graffiti Bridge. I'm not going to be covering that song, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm not covering songs not by Prince. Um, and so the, it came out in August um, 1993. And the final track on, on that album was um, Positivity, but um, cut down to four minutes and 34. Um, and it kind of mostly uses the same kind of sound that Prince used um, on on his version um, but slightly kind of remixed and, and kind of altered a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I think maybe the thing is as well, is I do love Mavis Staples' voice. I think obviously it should go with that saying, you know, she's one of the Staples singers um, mm. and, she, you know, she's she's got a really great voice. Um, and, you know, she kind of, um, in terms of like the way Prince delivers this, obviously he's got like the double tracking with Bonnie Boyer and um, Sheila Ree. So it, it's kind of quite a thick sound anyway. Um, but maybe Staples, you know, her voice is kind of so powerful that Prince doesn't bother with all the double tracking and he just kind of lets <laughs> her sing it. Um, and, I, you know, I think it's 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 a kind of it's a good cover of it, um, you know, but obviously without all the kind of spooky electric stuff from the end, this, it feel it does feel like half a song. It kind of and I mean, I know it kind of almost is literally half the song, but it, it kind of <laughs> feels like the idea that Prince is developing is kind of really tied into the mythology of Love Sexy. And so kind of just divorcing it from that and just making it a song that Mavis Staples sings, it's, it's it kind of loses a little something. Yeah, it didn't work as well for me. I mean, it was, she delivered it fantastically. Great voice, as you say. Sounds fantastic. But it, it's missing that bit that I really like, that strange, almost dark darkness, this yeah. dark side to Prince, especially towards the end. It's not the same when she's doing it. It's, it's missing that. Yeah. Uh, especially because, in a way, it sounds so similar 
So yeah, the I, fact yeah. that it's missing that is even more startling than if she'd like done a completely different sound with it. Yeah, I was going to say if she had, you know, maybe had like you know her brothers or sisters or whoever kind of like backing her up, or and they'd kind of made it more of a kind of gospel feel. Yeah, it maybe it would have it would have kind of done something different with it. But yeah, the fact that that Prince was kind of the one who came in and produced this cover, it still kind of retains too almost too much of his influence a little bit. Um, but yeah, like we say, you know, she's got a great voice, but at the same time, you, you just I would have liked someone to have done something different with the production. Um, Ricky Peterson, who was you know uh, 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 an engineer for Prince at the time, he was the one who was kind of responsible for the the remixing of the track for Mavis Staples. Um, so. You know, he. I guess you know he was he was okay as an engineer, but I don't think he really had anything. He don't really think he had the chops to kind of do something as a producer to kind of make it sound a lot, a lot kind of really different from from the Prince version. So, uh, yeah, it doesn't really bring anything extra to it. Otherwise, you know, I don't think and I don't think anyone else has covered this song. I don't know why they would. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's such a kind of Prince song. I don't think that any, I can't, I, don't, I can't imagine anyone listening to this and thinking, yeah. I think I can do this for seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Well, you've made me want to cover it now. That's, what I'm doing. <laughs> That's like a dare that I've put out there now. So yes, uh, yeah. So if if you if we hear from you and and the next thing you're doing is is just start putting up on SoundCloud a cover of Positivity, <laughs> um, you know, we'll know where that came from. Um, so you know, I feel like we've said about as much as we possibly can. Obviously, you know, the next album that Prince did. Um, he did for the money. Um, the love sucks. Oh. I mean, that's that's completely one hundred percent true. Um, <laughs> uh, to start off with, at least, let's say, because he had just had a very expensive house built, and he had just gone on the most expensive tour of nineteen eighty eight, and when he returned to the states, Warner Brothers said to him, um, "You know, either you have kind of a couple of choices, which is one." We'll release the Black Album and try and get some singles out of that and try and make some money back off that project. Um, you know, or we can keep releasing singles off Love Sexy. You can keep promoting that album. Um, you know, by that point, Prince was like, you know, kind of ready to take a year off, basically. Um, but, you know, due to the kind of expense of the Love Sexy tour and the expense of running Paisley Park, um, you know, Warner Brothers spoke to him and they said, look, would you mind doing an album to this film? And, you know, it will be kind of very profitable and, you know, you at least will be able to pay us back for the tour that you've just been on. Um, and so that was kind of his initial motivation. So, but, you know, we will talk about that album uh, next time. And I, I bring it up now because as we go to plugs, uh, I feel it, it's appropriate to mention that the next album will be Batman. Yes. Yes. The best of all, surely. <laughs> That's what you meant to say. <laughs> Because, yes, I host a podcast. It's uh, Bat Minute 89. Me and my podcasting partner, Niall, we go through Tim Burton's Batman one minute at a time. Uh, we will be moving on to the, the next three uh, for better or worse as well. <laughs> but for the time being, we are still, as of release, going through the first movie with lovely, lovely Party Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, where can we find that podcast? Uh, well, you can find it anywhere you find your podcasts, any podcatcher, iTunes, or you can get in touch with us on Facebook. We have our Batminute89 Listener Society, and we are also available on Twitter, also at Batminute89. Very easy to find. 
We're the only one, the original. <laughs> um, yes, and I'm I'm hoping that both you and Niall can return for uh, to talk about tracks on uh, on that album as well. Oh, I'd love to, yeah, definitely. Okay, and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can find us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks for being my guest for this final track of Love Sexy John. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And otherwise, yes. Yes. <laughs>